Welcome to Joyful Projects. Hey, if you're trying to transform an idea into a reality and you want to do it a way where, wow, it's a pretty meaningful experience, both for the folks doing it, for the folks receiving it, then you run an ideal project. I'm Paul Armstrong, and guess what? I've gotten to be on and around a lot of project teams over the years, and I've sort of seen that, wow, there is a cool answer to this. And you know what? I didn't find it in the management books. I found it in what I call the truth, God's word. So here's the twist we're going to do. We're going to take Sunday's message and apply it to Monday's mission. How's that sound? Sound good? All righty. So if you've been tracking all along, you know that this is a series. So if you're new to this, hey, you might want to go back to podcast number one to catch up. If you're trying to figure out who I am, go to enablingjoy.com. You'll you'll be able to read all about me. All righty. Let's now just get started. We are on episode number 16, Transforming Fear to Joy, The Encounter Step. Wow. We are right at it. We are at what storytellers call the crucible moment. Okay, if you picture this graphically, that, you know, we started in this high ground, like, hey, we're going to get this project. We got these people. This is kind of cool. We're going to transform this idea into a reality. And you pull them in, you pull them together, you're, you're giving each other high fives. And then we went through the, the parts of dialogue and discovery and, and defining it. And like, we can make it this great. We can do it this awesomely. We can make people this, you know, excited about what we're doing. That's awesome. We, we set the vision out in front of us. It was important to do that up front for physiological reasons. It wires our brain the right way. Okay. Now we're starting to get close to actually doing it. Like we're going to have to start, you know, getting the supplies and start, you know, actually creating this thing that will be the idea transformed into a reality. And we're at that crucible moment now where it goes from our imagination to a reality. That's pretty cool. And and that's why it's called the crucible moment. If we were to draw it as a curve, you know, the, the project life cycle sort of looks like this you know, roller coaster. We start on this high, it's cool, it's going to do it, fully speeding it. We're now down in the little dip. And we're looking like, uh-oh, can we get back up to the next height again? And it's, it is a classic process. It's a classic process. And so remember from the last episode, we talked about explore, where we purposely look at, wow, how steep is that? Wow, what can go bump in the night? You know what that did? It raised our concern level. Good. Good, because we don't want to, we don't walk blindly into doing these projects, right? We don't walk blindly into it. Now we need to face them. Now I called them our concerns, things that could go bump in the night. What does that sound like? It sounds like our fears, right? Do you remember what our definition of joy is? Joy is the opposite of fear. Okay. Joy is an ingredient. It's an enabler. So we are now at the part where, especially if we're in that, that team leading role or in a spot of influence where we need to enable joy. And also set the stage to engage excellence. We're right there. Crucible moment. Here we are, folks. So now we've opened up the can of worms, so to speak. We've, we've done the explore. We're like, oh, wow, can we do this? This might be late. This is a little harder than we thought. So we're looking at that. We're like, okay, how do we take care of this? Well, first, let's just put it into a comparison, right? So... A lot of us in our faith journeys, what has happened? For a lot of us, we have had the lifetime crucible moments where it looked like there was no path ahead. It looked like 
the world as we knew it was crumbling. It looked like we were in a spot we could not rescue ourselves from. And then what did we do? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, my guess is this is true for all of us, okay? It's where we developed either a new or a renewed appreciation and in our encounter with our God, our merciful God. And we make that encounter in a very personal way with the word made flesh, his son, our savior, the redeemer, Jesus Christ, right? And that when we are encountering the love of God and in the person of Jesus Christ, that changes everything, doesn't it? It transforms what we were worried about, what we were scared about. All those fears, it transforms them and allows us to say what the shepherds heard from the angels, joy to the world. It allows us to hear what the angel said to Mary. I bring joy, okay? Wow. So that's what we're off to do. We are off in a very small way to say that process works there in the most important thing in our lives, eternal life, okay? Relationship with God. Maybe I should tap onto that process and learn from it and do that here in this project. When when I have a team and myself included, looking at all these, how do we now encounter a way ahead? a path that is enabled by joy and engages excellence. We have some cool tools to do it. And and the first tool really is to realize that those things that are our concerns, they represent learning moments is what they represent. Now, I say that because there's a physiological reason that we need to keep them framed as learning moments. Because when we, when we frame them that way, what we're basically doing is enabling the front part of our brain, the part that does proactive, uh, visionary, simulation type of thinking. It's the one that's allowed to say, could it be this? Well, if this, then couldn't we do that? That's the part of the brain. We need to keep that open because what, what does fear do? Fear opens up the other part of our brain. That, that emotional side of our brain that really only knows how to fight, flight, and freeze. It's, it's not super good at a lot of other things, okay? And so, I mean, it's super fast. It does what it needs to do, but it's not the one we want to engage right now. So you see, these are learning moments. And as you as a leader, your, your attitude is so critical for the rest of the team right now. So what do I mean by learning? Okay, well, if I step back to the Deming approach, which is, built all through the ideal project. He had a tool for learning. It was a system of learning, which was called uh, PDSA or PDCA. It stands for plan, do, and some folks say study, some folks say check, and then act. Okay, let's just buy that. One, it's a shorthand for the scientific method. So Deming gave us a really cool shorthand. It's basically plan, all right? Well, we just did that in define, right? We did that in where do we want to be? So we've got that set up. Now we're, we're running into these little roadblocks. We're like, well, we need to probably experiment. Like, can I get by it with this? Can I, can I, will this fit the bill? Will this work? So we're in what's called the testing phase sort of here. So that's called the do part. And what we're doing is not believing that we finally and suddenly have the correct answer. We have a possible 
solution, okay? That's a learning event. So the the plan, the do part is let's try it. And so that is followed by this, I like the word study because it's really saying it's not a do it and you're done, check it off. So the word check, no, check as in, hmm, did that work or study? Hmm, what did we learn from this? And at that point, we're a little smarter, hopefully. This is a good idea or maybe it needs a little change. And at which point we say, okay, here's how we're going to run with it. Here's how we're going to act. Okay. So it's thinking about it, come up with a way that might address the concern, try it out, study the result, and then put it into place. Now you might be thinking, hey, Paul, I don't have time to do that. I'm at the start of the project, man. I got to get it done. That, okay, then chances are maybe you rigged out too big of a study. Uh, chances are that maybe you you thought you needed a perfect answer. You need a direction that shows you're moving toward goodness, okay? Because face it, the world is going to change on you anyway, right? And so we want to know that we're moving toward goodness. It's, it's more like, hey, am I aligned up with north on the compass, PDSA. So I really encourage you might want to take a peek at that. It's a really cool, a lot written on that. If you look up Deming PDSA, you'll really be able to take a look at that. The other one that sort of on a step back from that is something the Army came up with. It's called an after action review. It allows you to say that as you do it, to do that do study part in a hurry, say, okay, get together. Is this what we expected to happen? What took us by surprise? So an AAR is something developed by the Army. It stands for After Action Review. It's purposely, it's kind of the conversation around a cup of coffee. And and the way the Army runs it, it you know, they used to run it, uh, was that it's kind of like, hey, everybody's voice is equal. We're not, you know, doesn't matter what you have on your shoulders in terms of rank. Everybody's input here is equal. Uh, they purposely didn't turn it into a big bureaucratic thing. It was made to be conversational and learning. And we've talked about those conversations, dialogue and discussions, right? So that's pretty cool. So that would be as you're moving along. So I encourage you to look up the how you would do an AAR, after action review. And that would help you do have like a, a template for doing the PDSA, especially the do study part. Okay, the D and the S. So now you're you're chipping away at your fears in a practical way. So that's neat. That's neat. You know. This is such a, a critical, critical part right here. This is where probably you're being called to lead in, in the most pure way. This is truly a leadership step because you're going to influence people's ability to transform their concerns, their fears into joy, joy, the strength to say, hmm, I can figure this out. The strength to say, wow. We can learn how to handle this. The strength to say, hmm, we tried this and yeah, our assumptions are still pretty good. Or no, we tried this and you know what? We need to change our assumptions about how we how we go forward on this. And, and what you're going to see is that's going to help open our eyes. It's going to help open our eyes as a team and, and see, you know, the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. And that sets up the virtuous cycle, doesn't it? The virtuous cycle where when we see that, then the joy that we went in there with, now is reinforced. And all along, it's building on that strength. Joy is strength. And the more that we have that strength, the less we have that fear. The word encounter is kind of a cool word. You know, I'm kind of a Latin nerd. It's actually kind of two prepositions. You know, in encounter means facing something against. And it reminds me of 
the classic Gothic cathedrals uh, that you find all over Europe. And you look at the outside of the cathedrals, a lot of times the, the thing on the corner that funnels water off the roof, basically the spitting downspout, looks like some sort of demon or devil or, or monster. And architecturally are called gargoyles, okay? That just means it's going to get it off. But the gargoyles usually have this very scary presence. And the reason the early architects did that, like, why, why in the world are there goblins on the outside of, of a place of worshiping our Lord and Savior? It's showing us that, hey, you're coming from a world that is full of temptation, a, a world where the devil is really out to fill you with fear. And that's not what you're going to find on the inside. On the inside, in worshiping the one true God, in putting our trust in that one true God, we eliminate those fears. We have, we have the strength. We have the, the peace of, of Christ, right? So it's kind of neat. So, so when you first walk up to these cathedrals, you're, you're coming from the outside world and you're seeing what you see in the outside world, those things that scare you. But the encounter step sends you through that door into a spot where you get to encounter Christ. You get to encounter the loving God. Wow. You know, I'm not, I'm not at all proposing that your job as the project leader is to have, you know, the, the same level of impact on your project as a, as a true conversion experience. But we know that those conversion experience where we encounter God change our fear into joy, change our doubts and, and our unsettlement into peace. And that is the transformation that we want to set up for our team, right? That we want to help ourselves and our team move from a spot of fear into a spot of joy, of a spot of where this could go wrong to a spot of how to engage excellence. So the dynamic, the process is the same. I mean, on, on the project level, it's, it's way, it's tiny, tiny compared to the meaningfulness of that in our spiritual lives. So I'm not at all saying they're of the same magnitude. I'm just saying it's the same cool process. We're transforming fear into joy. The encounter step. This is the knuckle. This is the crucible moment. This is the point at which we're going to be ready to move forward. Because in the next episode, we're going to talk about encourage. I love that one. And it's more than just being a cheerleader. Alrighty. Hey, it's been a lot of fun. I hope this was uh, enlightening for you. I, I loved actually thinking deeply on this and, and just it allowed me to have small refreshed encounters myself. And uh, I'm looking forward to our next time we're together. Meanwhile, you have a great week. Okey-doke. Take care.